Hi, my name is Meg Lamb. And I'm Walt Rogers. And you're listening to This This Isn't Isn't Working, Working. where we discuss relationships and how they can become what you really want. Meg and I started this podcast because we realized that our own internal stories were the only things preventing us from being happy, satisfied, and fulfilled in relationships. So if you're thinking, this This isn't isn't working, working, is it time for a change? Hello, and welcome to today's episode. Which is going to be a follow-up on the last episode, I'm a Little Teapot, in which we talked about triggers that we have and what we can do to kind of wash away the emotional charge we have with them. Mm-hmm. And just quickly, synopsis, if you hadn't if you hadn't listened to the last episode called uh, I'm a Little Teapot, Meg and I were walking down a, a beautiful street in a calm evening and there was an ice cream store and I said, oh, it's so beautiful. The kids are out and the mothers are feeding their children ice cream. And then Meg said, oh, it's terrible ice cream. And I said, don't say that. And she simply asked, why? And I really started to damper down her question, even making a gesture with my hands and putting my palms facing down and going towards the floor uh, and basically stop talking. And uh, it triggered Meg into uh, kind of an explosion. And the, today's episode is going to be, okay, when you're triggered, how do we remove the emotion? And after that intro, Meg, do you want to start or should I? Well, you had talked about in I'm a Little Teapot, you talked about a process, you know, and I said, yes, it's an exercise in and of itself to identify A, where that trigger lives, or I think this is an important part of the process, to A, identify where the trigger lives, meaning how is it formulated? How did it even come to be in the first place? What is the root? Where's the eye of the storm, so to speak? And then secondly, going into or B, what you're saying, which is how can we then go into it, see it, and remove emotion from the current situation, right? So that it so that it's not such a trigger anymore, that I don't have such a huge emotional response every time. And to remove, for me, to remove the emotion in the moment required me to build up a fair amount of trust with Meg. And so uh, Meg is not uh, a screamer. Meg does not get upset. She's very compassionate until I trigger her. So when she's yelling on a street, a very quiet evening. We just had a beautiful time in a restaurant and she's yelling because we've built up so much trust. I can say to myself, you know, okay, Walt, what did you do here? What, what, what's, cause if Meg is screaming, what did you do? Well, yeah, that sounds so blaming. It's though. not blaming. It's taking responsibility. I'm not saying that you should be screaming. I'm no, of course I hate that, but If she's screaming, what were you doing? Yeah, what happened? What happened? What actually happened? And then I thought back, oh, because she said why in kind of a sharp tone, uh, I went back to old relationships, you know, in which that was just a prelude to an explosion 
which I then created. So pardon me, are you identifying now you're in pro- in step A of the process where you're identifying the source of yes, the trigger? Yes, I can quickly do that because in part B, our, you know, our vocabulary that we're creating, I can say, oh, if Meg is doing this, what's my responsibility here? You know, it's not, it's so easy to point a finger. That person's screaming and therefore she is wrong. Instead of that, because of the trust we built, I'm like, okay, Wald, what what did you do here? No one wants to be shut down. And I was telling you to shut down. I was telling you to say, you know, stop. And and then I realized, okay, I so then I can move forward without judging Megan, but especially, and this is key here, especially without judging me. Just because I tripped back into an old relationship that has nothing to do with Megan doesn't mean I'm wrong or bad because the idea with the trigger, the connotation with the trigger is, boom, the gun goes off. You didn't even know it was going to go off. You didn't know it was there. And there it went off. So without judging me for going back in my past, unbeknownst to Megan, I was able to say, ah, I was treating Megan like like someone in an old relationship of mine. Ah, I was treating her like uh, a screamer, which she is not, but which I contributed to. And that took the blame and emotion out of the equation, and I could analyze it at that time. How, How does that sound to you? So, well, I want to know then specifically... Without using this as an example, or you could, could you go through the process for people of specifically washing away the pain? I mean, we were very concrete about that. We'll give you an exercise for how to wash away the pain. How would you suggest someone else does this for themselves? You know, it's, I have to say, Megan, it is not mysterious. You wash away the pain by differentiating your past from the situation we were now in. Mm-hmm. So you are not <clears throat> my old relationship. Mm-hmm. You're just not. Right. And I immediately think of, oh my God, all the trust I've built up with this woman. She's not that other woman, you know? And so that's, once I once I cross that bridge, I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. okay. You- and then the emotion starts to wash away of itself yeah. with that awareness and right realization. There. Right there. Right there. Okay. But now can you go, thank you very much, and can you go perhaps like seven years back <laughs> when you would be triggered? No. <laughs> and I'm not going to. Well, just. No, if, I'm, I'm teasing. I know. No, no, okay, no. So, I know. So seven if years If you could back. go seven years back and think about when you it, were you know, triggered before you had this supreme awareness of, okay, if I don't let myself go into the emotion of what had happened then, in the past, yeah. if I could be more objective in this moment and realize, okay, there's just, Meg's just into something here. Okay. Before you were that version of you. How, because this is like, I mean, this is still pretty far down the road. This is pretty progressive. Right. From what I used to do. Yeah. For anyone, really. I can only only talk about me. Right. I've come a long way. Okay. I don't have to go back. So let's go back a few years. How would you have responded to a trigger? And, and how could someone that is in that state, what could you recommend? I I was out, Megan, I talked about the trust that we have built up 
allows me to say, if Megan's screaming like this, what, you know, I've done something here that's not nice. What, what is that? It's taken us, you know, in these, it's come up on six years uh, together, like in the first few years that we've been together, I would, I would say, what are you, you know, I would definitely judge you for screaming. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't respond in kind, but I would go into my turtle shell and judge you and be the righteous one. You yeah, know? you would be righteous. That's funny that you say that. You might have retreated, you know, you might have left a little bit, but you absolutely would judge like, why do you have so much emotion around well, this, Meg? Yeah. Like, this is, this is, you're overreacting a little bit here, don't right. you think? Like, right. oh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I didn't have to go back seven years. I go back like, you know, seven days. No, so, at least two or three years. Yeah. Okay. But I struggled with it again because of the love I had for you. I'm like, okay, so if I am being righteous, if I'm being correct, because she's screaming, uh, if I'm being correct, then I am judging and blaming Megan. And that's just a very poor way to present in a relationship. Then I just, so you asked me, what was it like back then? Okay, so I went into a shell. The good thing about going into a shell is you're not responding in kind. You're not contributing, mm-hmm. you know, physically, you know, or audibly to the problem. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's not great, but it's a good step right, forward. Right, you're, you're hoping not, it's just going to go away, right, kind you're, of. You're, you're, you're hoping that you don't add to it, and that's the best you got. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. that's that's a nice first stage. Just Agreed. know that... Or ev- like fifth stage. Yeah, but just know that everything in your life, this person blowing up, you put there. I think... I mean, intellectually, it, it's you can accept that comment, but emotionally, you're like, I did not put that there. She's screaming. She chose to scream, not me. Yeah, okay, but you know what's... Okay, a trigger. What you know? What triggered the trigger? You know, what, mm-hmm. what are you trying to avoid that you just didn't avoid and is now happening to you? You know, once you start saying, "Okay, the worst thing we got is fifty-fifty," then then you start on a path where you can respond and evaluate completely differently. And it wasn't that much, you know, long ago that I was able to start to creep out of the the pit. And, and start to say, okay, without causing more pain, how can we wash this away? Okay, so I have a few things yes, to say. Please. One, first, I believe it's 100-100. Each person is contributing 100% to of themselves to what is happening in any given situation in a relationship. Does okay. that make sense? Uh, I think it's a little bit of semantics, you know, if there's only 100% I'm of saying it for clarification of our audience. Okay, sure. That it's not 50% your fault, 50% my fault, or whatever the term is. I hate the word fault. But I do believe that each person is 100% responsible for what is happening in any given situation. And for their own behavior. Absolutely for okay. their own behavior. Not for your behavior, but absolutely for mine. And therefore... Right. For what I am, point number two, contributing. So that is always my question. How am I contributing to what is happening to this thing that I don't want to be going on here? Okay, What you you just said is is complete accord. Even though you're the one screaming, I'm saying to myself, all right, what did I do? 
you know, what's my contribution? I, you know, to, how did I elicit this response as we're walking after a beautiful time in a restaurant and this warm fall evening? How did I contribute to this happening? And so what I'm saying for me in this is I could easily, of course, be like, well, Walt made a shitty like dampening down <laughs> of his hands thing and blah, blah, blah. I could easily say that. However, that would not be me taking responsibility for how I am contributing to this thing. Yes, I was triggered and I can acknowledge that, but then I must also acknowledge what is triggered in me and a way that I can go through a process is to say, okay, what happened? Like what actually happened objectively, right? Like what are the facts? What can I see happen in my mind? And then what was my interpretation of that? You know, that's kind of what a trigger is almost. I mean, it's 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 a split second hairpin reaction to that without us going into knowingly an awareness that we're going into a story. But as I said in that previous episode, I did like subconsciously go to those ideas of he's judging me. He thinks I'm stupid. He thinks I shouldn't be asking these questions. I have shame around it. It makes me sad. And so I have to acknowledge for myself that I have interpreted Walt's actions, the hand motion and the kind of backing away from me a little bit. I have interpreted that to mean something. And instead of just stopping and saying like, Hey, What's going on here? I think we've had a miscommunication or something. Or like it seems like you're responding in a way that doesn't correlate with the message that I'm that I'm asking or the yeah, question the that I'm question. asking. Yeah. You know, so this is way easier said than done. And I know that, but at least in retrospect, if we know that we can get there and we know that this is a process that we want to implement and adopt, it becomes much easier for us to then expose ourselves to one another. And so with, you know, subsequent interactions, I might be able to say to him, you know, that I've been triggered or I might be able to recognize in him like, oh, okay, I think I've triggered that. You've in you. done Have that. I? You've done you know? that in a nice way many times. Oh, well, thank you very much. No, really? You're like, thank oh, you. I'm sorry if you feel this way. I did not intend that. You're very good in that regard. Thank you. But it does... For me to take full responsibility for how I am contributing to any pattern I don't want only improves our relationship as a whole. And I've got to do that. I, it's never just one person in a relationship. I'd like to offer something here that uh, I think is helpful. Well, it is for me. Uh, and that's a metaphor. Mm -hmm. uh, Meg used the analogy of going into a story. Uh, mm -hmm. I have another uh, metaphor. Uh, instead of story, I call it a bubble. A, you know, there's bubble drawers of our past, and we, mm. we open up one drawer, and all of a sudden, I'm in an old relationship. I'm in an old marriage. Mm -hmm. On the street of uh, you know Lagrange, Illinois, mm -hmm. after a beautiful evening, all of a sudden, I'm in that relationship again, mm -hmm. that past relationship, and I'm like, oh, you know. But once I see like. Pop the bubble. Mm, that's good. You're back with Megan. Just pop. And that helps me. Like, okay, I'm completely overwhelmed, overtaken by mm -hmm. this bubble mm -hmm. of my past and all the emotions that come with it. Just pop it. 
It's not true. Yeah. It's a big fat lie. And that I agree as a big fat lie. It's the same thing that I say about the stories. Like you're making this mean right. something. Right. You are giving, you right. are assigning meaning to something here. Right. And it's not necessarily true. First of all, you haven't even verified what's going on in your head. You know, again, this is all in retrospect, you know, after we did the driveway sitting. (laughs) No, but but actually, even on the street. Yes. We did a decent job. We did. We did. saying, stopping the emotion Mm -hmm. and each, no one blaming. No. Uh, We either didn't say anything Mm -hmm. and just kept walking or we uh, tried, because we knew we were going to figure it out. Right. But we didn't, and we knew we were both into something. Right. We both right. knew we were in right. a space that had nearly nothing, nothing. to do yeah. with the current right. moment. So I yeah. really I really like this idea of also being able to separate the actual action or the fact of what happened and our human tendency to give interpretation and meaning to that action like without me like well walt blew heavily out of his mouth (sighs) okay what did meg (laughs) interpret that to mean uh she thought that he was exasperated with her uh he he just got done with the workout you know i could give whatever meaning i want to that in my head oh he's just acting shitty to me now if i go (laughs) with that one then that's absolutely going to start something between us because, A, I'm going to start living that out as if that's true, right? I'm going to start living out that interpretation. Oh, he's shitty to me. Oh, he's mad at me. Oh, you think it's okay to treat me that way? And then all of a sudden he'd be like, what the hell is happening? You're like, I I burped or something, you know? I did, in effect, say that. Like, what are you doing? So it is important. I'm only saying this to highlight the fact of the importance it is the importance there is in verifying information that you have going on in your own head. It's yeah. almost never or very no, it's hard. seldomly it's yeah. is it ever what you believe to be, what you have interpreted, yeah. what, the meaning you have given and, it, the bubble you have gone right. into. And that's, that's the concept of the trigger. You, you are no longer present. You are, you are back in the past. And I just want to say for, for people like me, who's ever out there, you know, when these emotions absolutely take over and you are just back there in that past, just admit it. Mm-hmm. Admit that it's not relevant. Mm-hmm. Admit you just made up the whole damn thing. Mm-hmm. You know, like Megan asked you why you think this cute little ice cream store is terrible. <laughs> Just, you know. <laughs> All she said was why. Yeah. So just like wait <laughs> for her answer. You know, wait for her answer. Don't say, oh, no, no, I don't want to get emotional. No, no. You know, I'm like, where are you coming from? And I'm like, that's the bubble. That's emotional. Right. That's And so for me, if you're like me, maybe some people respond to this. You know, these emotions really come over. I'm in the past. They absolutely do. They absolutely do. And and so when you can work it out with Megan, now that pain is washed away by and large because I stayed in the present Mm -hmm. over the course of an evening. I stayed in the present, looked at it, and realized I was in that bubble drawer. I was in that bubble 
And then, okay, let's not go back there next time. So I'll be aware next time. I'll be, I'll be more aware. Right. And you know, have, how long have I been able to do that? Uh, maybe the past uh, two and a half years, maybe, maybe, but it takes a lot of effort and trust to help break through the bubble, help pop the bubble. Trust and a very, a deep willingness to do it with your partner. Yes, to want to do it. And that means a willingness (laughs) to A, expose yourself Uh and to B, take responsibility and to see, create the safe space to say, okay, let's work through this trigger together. Like, what does this mean for you? So I would, by that, by that last part, I mean, I have to create a space for you that it's okay for you to work through the trigger for me, where if you're triggered, I'm not saying, why the hell are you getting so mad about stuff? That doesn't create a safe no, space for you. You no, know, no. that's like, ooh. I'll just keep this one to myself. And and let me just say that it's always worth it to have compassion for the other and yourself. And it's always worth it to go to where the pain is. Because otherwise, what do you do? Here's what you do. You stay in that that uncomfortable, uh, non-expressive point and you're just like unhelpful yeah and and, you know you're a little bit judgmental you're a little bit impatient it's just an awful way to be with each other you're better than you know i'm better than you oh i'm not mad oh what are you so mad about i didn't scream you did so why don't you get that together you know i'd like to say here that this could seem like a lot of information and very overwhelming and a little bit daunting for people that are just getting started on this journey Walt and I have successfully done this with our own clients and with each other. Um, And if you're looking for some guidance in that, we would be happy to work with you alone or with a partner. To speed up the process. Mm -hmm. Working, doing it as a couple in a relationship with a partner is so hugely beneficial. Yeah, because you really can't you really can't identify your trigger points by yourself. No, and if you're I mean you can, you can say I when this person does that, I get triggered, of course. However, it's so great to do it in real time with one another. Right. Right. Because even when you're talking about it, mm-hmm. the triggers come up. Yeah, absolutely. And all of a sudden, like, hey, look, man, I mean, it's, it's real. You're not like yes. faking it. It's right. Like, and then we get to say, ooh, look there at it is. Yeah, ooh, that's, yeah. That's one of Megan's It gets things. exciting. Ooh, yeah, Megan calls it exciting. I, I don't. <laughs> I don't call it exciting. I'm like, okay, I'm like ooh, what okay, is right, this? Exactly. I don't like that. I'm like, okay, let's deal with it. <laughs> Can and we get hurry up it. and get it over with? Yeah, really, really. No. Okay, thanks for listening to you this You guys, this episode. was a great episode. Hope you've enjoyed, enjoyed it. it. Yeah. Talk with you and or, the, you know. Whenever. And, we'll, the, and the outro's coming. Oh my gosh, that's going to be Waltz <laughs> forever. Can we just give you some context there? His daughter was listening to our episodes a while back and was like, you, you need to kind of gently lead into the outro. So now he just says, here comes the outro. <laughs> okay, not so subtle. But there's going to be an outro. Totally not subtle. And we don't need to tell them. They know it's a podcast. Okay, okay. Okay, goodbye, everyone. Until next time. Yes, see ya. Doing this podcast has given Meg and I the chance to face issues both on and off the air. Because it has challenged us to be more transparent and direct, the podcast has really strengthened our relationship. Are there topics or questions you'd like us to cover? 
What do you want to know about strengthening your relationship? Would you like to work further with us? If so, send us an email at meg at meglam, L-A-M-M, dot net.